0: Tax filing season is heating up. This week, we highlight five ways taxes could potentially take a bite out of your retirement savings. We'll offer some tips to help retirees navigate through tax season.
1: Welcome in to Your Retirement Untangled with Andrew Nida and Mo Param. Welcome to Your Retirement Untangled, Andrew Nida, Mois Param, here at a fiduciary financial planning firm, Asset Management Group, located here in Atlanta, but with offices in Alabama, as well as, well, we work with people literally all over the country and uh, get the honor to help and uh, really just educate here to ensure that you guys get the right information uh, to make the right decision. That's the key here on this show, Your Retirement Untangled, untangling the mess and the mess today. The topic of today, taxation. Taxes, taxes.
0: Who got the taxes?
1: Yeah. Come on now. Big conversation. Listen, we always say if you're not worried about taxes, you should be. You should absolutely be conscious and aware of the tax consequences, the tax liabilities that you're creating for yourself or the tax responsibility that the government has put on yourself, you need to be conscious and aware so you can play the tax game. Remember, most mentioned it a few times on the show. There's two different tax plans here in the United States. There's one for the informed and one for the uninformed and they're both legal. So what does that mean? It means you need to be the one that's informed. right? Yeah, Yeah. one that can play the game.
0: Why do you you think some people don't really factor in taxes or the the importance of taxes within within their retirement plan? Because it's just, it's simply messy.
1: It's like a mountain that you just, right out of the gate, you just say, ah, I can't do it. You know, they're so complicated. There's so many rules. Yeah. There's so many changes. I mean, listen, look at the Secure Act 2.0 just went into effect. A lot of changes there. Secure Act uh the, the first secure act right, that was put, yeah. yeah, that was put into, put into place, you know, a lot of rules there. Th- there's ongoing changes. So by the time you feel like you get the handle of it and get your hands around this monster called taxes, you know, you lose your grip yeah. if you don't keep up.
0: Yeah. And, and I also think that most people think that taxes or uh, tax planning is, is for the ultra wealthy, mm-hmm. right? And, and you're, your average, you know, and uh, your average investor, your average saver, you know, even someone with a million dollars of assets. Well, I don't need to plan for taxes, right? And sometimes they think about state taxes. They think about, you know, thinking the 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 Uber wealthy. But tax planning is is for everyone. It's for anyone who really wants to make the decision that they're going to pay the taxes, pay taxes at the right time, at the right rate. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And it's such an important piece to know. And, and before we jump in, I actually think these two things correlate, but I think we, we've got to mention it on the show because it's it's a hot topic right now in the news. And, and that's just this general uh, season that we're in with this whole debt limit challenge yeah. that's ahead of the uh, federal government right now. So it does go together. Why? Because government debt matters and it matters to their ability to service that debt. And by servicing that debt, we're talking about income and when we talk about government income, we talk taxes, yeah. right? So it does go full circle, but uh, let's elaborate Mo, just a little bit before we jump into taxation and this whole season that we're in today uh, about the, the debt limit deadline and, and just you know some of the concerns that people might have surrounding this whole debt limit
0: issue. Well, I think one of the big things that that uh, at the end of the day, you know, this is the U.S. government's ability to pay their debt, and which which translates to creditworthiness, right? I mean, if you just think about your own um, your own credit score, right, or your own way of cha- of managing a, cha- a debt, you try to buy a new car. they're going back to your credit history and what they're all at the end of the day, what they're trying to do is see how you as a consumer handles debt over time. That's your credit worthiness. Right. So this is basically if the U.S. defaults on their loans or doesn't pay their debt, then the worthiness of the debt becomes, you know, uh, I won't say useless, but becomes downgraded. You know, and that's huge. It trickles down to the monetary system that we have here. So, you know, that trickles down to, to the federal federal government's obligations, Social Security, Medicare. Uh, you know, even um, uh, their 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 uh, contributions to federal government retirement plans. Uh, the Federal government, the post office health insurance right these are all um, plans uh, and responsibilities of the federal government that are at stake if the federal if the feds don 't if feds default on their loans yeah and then of course like you said it's
1: it 's one of these things that has a trickle effect throughout literally the entire world economy world economy yeah, yeah. the world economy you know uh, I would like to repeat what j uh, CEO of j P Morgan Jamin Diamond mentioned last week he said you know it, number one, it's not something we should be playing around with. It's not something, and, and he said in the interview that it should never. We should never question the credit worthiness of the U.S. government. Never. We should never. So this is this is this is a big issue. It's not something to be you know joked around between some you know political parties for whatever their propaganda or goals mm-hmm. might be the reality is this is a major financial challenge it's a major financial uh topic that has to be addressed the right way yeah okay or it affects all of us and it affects us in one primary way and that is uh the cost of our economy here as well as the cost of taxation that might directly impact the pockets that you guys have listen we're talking about taxes because here we are q1 2023 and we're thinking about all the things that need to be, that we need to be mindful of. And not so much just to file a tax return, right? That's important. Gathering your documents, doing right. all those things, getting them together. But, but if, you, if you didn't prepare for your tax return last year for, for, for filing this year, then let's talk about some things that we better be considering for year 23 so that maybe we don't do a repeat of poor tax decisions and find ourselves in a mistake in 24, Right. So, you know, I want to talk about a few things that that people are not mindful of that we find that you know just too complicated. And one of the biggest items that affect an individual and their tax liability in retirement mo
0: is this whole thing called RMDs. Oh, yeah, required minimum distributions. This is when the government forces you to take distributions from your pre-tax retirement accounts, so your 401Ks, TSPs, 403Bs, whatever it is. You know, at age 73 now, p- part of the uh, Secure Act 2.0, you're mandated, you're forced to take a distribution from your retirement accounts. Whether you need the assets or not, you're forced to take these dollars out of your accounts. And, it, it, you know, when you, when those distributions are uh, are distributed, they're taxed as ordinary income, you know, not like your brokerage accounts. They're not taxed at capital gains. They're taxed as ordinary income, which is a huge deal, right? Because, you know, when, when some people think about, you know, where they're saving their dollars, they're, they're making a conscious decision, well, a subconscious decision um, that, you know, if I put money into my 401k pre-tax, I assume that I will pay, I will be in a lower tax environment in the future, mm-hmm. All right? So I will defer to taxes today because I'll be in a better tax environment in the future, could be. But now what you're doing is now you're, you're, you're putting it into account that now you'll be forced to take those distributions out, which could possibly put you in a different tax bracket, a.k.a. paying higher taxes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, literally last
1: week we were at we did an educational workshop. Yeah. And um, oh, help me out here, Mo, the the uh, the library uh, of the workshop that we did in. Uh, oh, shoot. <laughs> ah, suburbs of Birmingham. Uh, um oh the Homewood Homewood oh my gosh I know. Homewood Library Ooh, my mind was slipping there sorry guys uh so Homewood Library uh, we were there and uh, last week And we were doing a doing a workshop, just a crash course retirement 101, which, by the way, we we do these workshops in a variety of different public facilities, such as, you know, recreation centers, libraries, uh, cold venues also. So we're at the Pelham Rec
0: Center. Yeah. Pelham
1: Rec Center. So sometimes we offer lunch. Sometimes we just offer, uh, you know, some snacks. Right. (laughs) But anyway, it's a good time. And. And take take time to look at our website. You'll see the upcoming events and, and maybe find one that's close to, to to you that you can attend and see us in person because I think that would be an awesome experience and be great for us to be able to meet you. But the gentleman on this topic, he literally mentioned uh, after the, the workshop stayed and asked some questions. And one of his statements was, you know, I don't I I don't have a problem deferring my, my retirement accounts until 73. And and I think that's a that is a common uh, point that I, or, or, item that's in a lot of people's minds in retirement is if I don't need the money, if I'm sitting here with social security, I'm sitting here with a pension plan, I've done a good job, I'm debt free. Okay. And I'm in a good position. Most of our clients are in that position and they've saved plenty of assets to be, to be set up for a successful retirement. They say to themselves, you know what? I just don't want to deal with the taxes. Number one, therefore I don't want to take any distribution. And they, they, unknowingly are building basically a a mini tax bomb that will just reoccur every single year starting at 73. And that's with this whole RMD. The other thing that, that this RMD can, can quickly do is, you know, add additional income tax to social security benefits.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, these, again, these, these, these distributions are taxed like ordinary income and are considered income. So, uh, most of you may know that social your Social Security benefits can be taxed. It doesn't have to, but it can be taxed. So if you're a single filer and you're making uh, less than $25,000 as a household, then your Social Security benefits aren't taxed. But the government is trying to get that number up to $34,000. Right? And they first start off that calculator with half of your Social Security benefits. So um, Half of your Social Security benefits plus any, any form of income that comes to the household, including the required minimum distribution, if it puts your income at $34,000 or more, 85% of your Social Security benefits can be taxed. And your married couples out there, that number is 44000 Again, that's a household income. That's not the person receiving Social Security. That's the household income. So, again, RMDs, these forced distributions, you can push them to seventy three if you say you have no issue with it, but this can be a way. For your Social Security benefits to be taxable,
1: another another thing to consider here, and this is so so much why everyone should be considering tax planning, is required minimum distributions forces you to sell, and doesn't give you the option to sell. Okay, obviously these investments have to come out of these accounts, whether you need the money or not. They've got to come out of your IRA, which means the investments have to be sold. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you think about someone that might be you know, 60, 61, 62, 63 years old, and doesn't maybe they don't need a good portion of what's available in their retirement accounts at the moment, right? Why wait until a season where you're forced to sell when you can sell at the right time based off of what you would like to do and what supports your plan.
0: Yeah. You know, especially for those who are in a federal government, like a TSP, for instance, uh, they for when you take those distributions. It's prorated based off of your investment allocations, mm-hmm. right? So if you have 80% of your, of your funds in the C fund, which is basically like the S&P 500, which was down 20%, and let's say you have, uh, what's the 80, and you have 20% in the G fund, and you have to take out a forced distribution of call it 20 grand, you don't get the option of taking the 20 grand from the G fund, right? You've got to take 80% of that from the C fund, which is down 20%, and sure. then the rest from the, from the G fund. So yeah, they force you to take distributions and sell without your control.
1: Yeah, and it, so if you're if you are seventy three or older, and this whole required minimum distribution is is relative to your story, then maybe you should can make well you should make certain that your investment strategy is built in a way to support the ongoing required minimum distribution, the ongoing selling of investments, to ensure that you're going to be successful and you can navigate the markets. So I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle off a quick list here before we go to commercial break. Listen, you're going to feel much better if you face your retirement with your eyes wide open. That's just the fact of the matter. Use Roth accounts whenever possible, all right? While you won't get a a tax deduction on your contribution, you're going to feel better because the money grows tax-deferred and the distributions are tax-free in your retirement. That's huge. Make sure you take advantage of it. Take as little out of your retirement accounts as you can to help minimize your tax bill, okay? That's something to consider, but with Roth conversions, you want to make sure you can implement a good tax plan. Take out the exact amount that you need to take out for your retirement. Factor in your other income. Don't just jump into Social Security or take the pension because you retire and you think that's the only thing you can do. If you have options on the table, like I said, most of our clients, they've been able to save. They have a nice nest egg put behind themselves. They're ready for retirement. They have pension plans, Social Security, whatever it may be. They got options. Don't jump in. Take time to factor all of the available options, the levers that can be pulled to build for a successful retirement. Maximize your bracket. Minimize your tax consequences for the rest of your life. Put together a good tax plan It's very important. With that said, we're going to run
0: quickly to a commercial break. Mo, what do we got uh, coming up next? So we, we, we briefly talked about the Secure Act 2.0 just now. So when we come back, we'll go over some key ages to consider in retirement during your planning process.
1: Welcome back to Your Retirement Untangled. Andrew Knight of Moise Param here, Asset Management Group. Guys, listen, we appreciate you hanging with us, covering a lot of great information. We were talking about taxation in the first segment of this week's show. Uh, obviously, we're in Q1 2023. Taxes are important. But remember, it's tax planning that's going to construct, really, ultimately, your tax return. Okay? Uh, tax planning doesn't happen before April 15th right now as you're preparing for your tax return. A tax plan is implemented year after year ahead of the game with a good conscious idea of what you're trying to do to create a successful taxable retirement, okay? Paying taxes when you're supposed to pay them, that's the key. And that's what we were talking about, but you know, Mo, we we talked about the fact that the environment is ever-changing, which is why it's so darn important that you work with a financial team that has the ability to adapt shift, pivot, Mm -hmm. evolve your retirement plan, your investment strategy, your distribution plan uh, to match where we are in this economic environment as well as in this political environment.
0: Yeah, I think it uh, comes down to having an advisory team that's proactive, not reactive. Mm -hmm. You want your your advisory team to be uh, proactive when when different news comes in, When, when there's a material change in your overall financial plan, whether it's your personal life, um, or whether it's the the tax environment the economic environment that you that you're facing you want your advisory team to be proactive either reaching out to you or making changes in your investment strategy and your planning strategies all for all to make sure that you're successful and the only way to have that is one to have a fiduciary advisor who has your best interest at heart and two someone that's actually creating a plan for you right because without that plan you don't know where you're going
1: yeah having a team that's that's there for you is super important and and we're just talking about some of the some of the changes that are happening, you know, you might, you might be thinking, okay, well, what does it look like to be a client here at asset management group? What does it look like to, to have a team like y'all's? Are you guys ahead of the game? Obviously, you know, we're not going to sit here and say we get it all right all the time. But what I can, what we can tell you is that, you know, things like a private client podcast, right. you know, we're communicating with our clients week in and week out about things we're seeing, things we're hearing, headlines in the news, transactions we're making to stay ahead of the game. OK, to make sure that our clients are confident that their money is invested in the best and most appropriate way to match their plan, which is key. Yeah. yeah, yeah
0: and we also introduced a new text messaging service, which um, gives our clients the ability to reach out to a, an additional way to reach out to us. Right. Obviously, we don't we're not replacing the phone calls. We're not replacing the drop ins in the office or the emails. But think about it. You know, we, we live in a very fast paced world right now where you could be sitting at dinner with your spouse. you could be sitting at dinner with your friends just watching the news. Uh, or just, you know, just having a walk, going for a jog, and something happens, and you say, huh, what do my, advi- what, what do my advisor thinks about this? This way, you can easily text us, and it comes to our team, and we are answer those questions. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's another way that we, we continue to have the communication with our clients. Let them know that we're always working for them, and that we, they always have access to us whenever they so, need us.
1: So this is interesting. I didn't even mention this to you, but we were over in Pelham, and Pelham, Alabama, and just doing a, a public educational event and, and literally, literally, this is exactly what happened. A woman comes up and she, she mentions that she already has a financial advisor, enjoyed the workshop, loved going over the information, wouldn't mind having a second opinion. And, uh, I asked her because I think it's always interesting to know, you know, what are other advisors doing in regards to coming through a bad year? How are they communicating? And she said, you know, I, I haven't even bothered them because I don't even want to know what it looks like. Mm. Okay. Now there there's there's two things there that kind of stand out to me and that is that that number one she has tremendous respect for her advisor she doesn't want she's feeling obviously probably you know his emotion maybe about the season and and she doesn't want to bother him type of thing i thought that was super respectful and super awesome but but the reality is 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 an advisor should never disappear in a moment like this right okay if anything w- we should be creating and trying to be creative in how we can offer additional ways to communicate. Yeah. Which is why this whole uh speak, AMG speak option is 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 available. Yeah. I mean, it's just like you said, it's just trying to create another avenue to communicate actively, cleanly about what we're doing uh, to keep people informed. And it and it's important in an ever changing environment. One of the biggest changes that we're talking about right now is the Secure Act 2.0. And and listen. The closer you get to retirement, the reality is that the more important milestones and ages become to your retirement planning playbook. And and before we get to some of the things we want to talk about, these milestones, I want to let's check in with economist Peter Schiff to get his take on some of the expectations for the future when it comes to the economy today.
0: Well, I think people are underestimating just how bad the news is going to get. First of all, a lot of people think that inflation is going to come down. It's not. I think the decline is what's transitory. I think we're going to be making new year over year highs in inflation before the end of the year. And the recession that everybody denies exists is actually going to get worse. So we're going to have a weaker economy and stronger inflation. And the markets are not expecting that. And neither is the Fed.
1: That's bold. That's bold. Now, listen, in contrast, this is why it's so challenging. So in contrast to that, One United Bank CEO, Kevin Cohey, joins Squawk on the street to discuss weathering the storm from Fed rate hikes and relief prospects for housing markets. Listen to this.
0: I believe the key is to be calm right now and to realize that, that, that although we have some challenges, we have a bright future ahead of us. And to just not panic, study your positions carefully and stick with what you believe in. It's also a time of opportunity. I mean, prices are down, and when prices are down, this is the time to buy. So I think this is the time to take advantage of opportunity.
1: Mm. Prices are down. Relative to what?
0: Be calm. Be calm. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I would say it's a mixture of both, right? I mean, I, I do think that there are advantages out there. You know, if you think if you take a look at some of these quality companies that historically have been, you know, great companies to invest in, you know, they've been beat down and, you know, down 15, 20%, depending on which company you think about. And so is this a good opportunity to start gathering up and gobbling up some of these assets, some of these stocks? You know, you, you may not feel great that the, the, the shares, may, not the shares, the, the price may go down, but you're, but you're gathering shares, mm-hmm. right? And when the market recovers, then you'll be beneficial in that. But the other hand... You know i think i think to, you should be judicious to think to for your thoughts that you know that we're not facing any more challenges uh the saying don't fight the feds i don't know if you've heard that before but don't fight the feds well the feds have said and they continue to say which is why we saw a little bit of the market sell off last week the feds have said they do not see any changes to their direction on raising interest rates so what do you do yeah All right so what what do you do do you not fight the Fed and say, well, if their plan is to continue raising interest rates, I need to look at my investment choices and my decisions and my saving strategy, whatever it may be. Or do you have a, you know, the the, the position of Kevin where he says, be calm. Right? Yeah. It's a, kind of, it's a little bit of a balance of the both, but sometimes it's about the agenda. You know, he's a he's a banker. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. other guy's an economist who may yeah. not have a financial a true bias. A, a true bias. He's yeah. just
1: looking at data. Yeah. Just looking at data. It is, it is very interesting. And I think it's, it's um, guys, it makes it so challenging here at our firm. We work with uh, and have very, very close relationship with some of the, so I mean, literally some of the greatest investment firms, portfolio managers, um, economists that I would say is, is in the business today. And, and that's just how we build our investment strategies for our clients is we're, we're utilizing a variety of different analysts and and portfolio managers to come together, which is very a very unique approach. But you would be you would be shocked um, the dramatic differences, just like these two clips on on people that are in the same industry and their outlook. And being someone that our firm that manages uh, people's livelihood, financial livelihood, um, it is our responsibility to make sure that the right uh, outlook is appropriate for one's financial plan. Right. Right. Kind of like what you're talking about. We need to have a healthy mix. Well, you know, what is appropriate? And we talk about for someone that might be in their, you know, saving years, thirties, forties, maybe even early fifties, then, you know, maybe, maybe you tend to buy into the, just the fundamentals, which might be more fitting for, you know, the, the, the Kevin Cohee type of response, which is be patient. And then take advantage of opportunity. Yeah. Right. The truth is, you're never going to get it right. You're never going to hit it right on the head. Right. So, so, just start accumulating as many shares that you possibly can that your income can support, that your savings plan can support. Right. Okay. Uh, but if you're not in that season of life, you're in your, you know, 50s, which is significant, or 59 and a half, which is a significant point in time, you might should be thinking of different things. You know,
0: like, like, think about why why 50.
1: Yeah. So why is 50 significant? Well, first off, you can begin to add more money. So I love 50 years old because 50, uh, to me, there's a lot of things that goes along with 50. All right. Number one, yes, you can put more money in your retirement accounts. Awesome. Secure, Secure Act 2.0 has, has enhanced our ability to put more back in retirement accounts. That's great. What is also great about people that live in their fifties, not all, but many, are getting past some of the heavy outflow season or the cost, the expense season of their life. Kids are growing up, maybe kids are graduating from college, mid late 50s, you know, you're freeing up a lot of these expenses. House is paid for. And so not only can we save more, we freed up income that we can save more. And so a season like this for a person that's in that that matches that season of life, man, they can, they can do what we're talking about. But that changes 59 and a half, we're Mm, we're getting on the back end of this home stretch close to retirement, Mo. So what do we need to be thinking about at that point in time?
0: So now the back stretch is now at 59 and a half, you have the ability to take out the distributions from your retirement accounts without a 10% penalty. I'm not saying you have to, but it's also something to, to think about. And it also is a pivotal time where I'd say 99% of companies give you the ability to do what's called an in-service distribution. So what an in-service distribution does is it allows you to take out assets from your retirement accounts, from your 401k, TSP, uh, IRA, uh, 403b, and take it out of the plan while you're still working. So you're in service, you're still servicing the company, and you can roll it into a IRA or Roth IRA, depending depending on how you're invested. And the reason why that's significant because if you look at your retirement plans to your employer, you might be limited with the investment selections. Right. So now at fifty nine and a half, you have the ability to create your own investment strategy, maybe putting in a little more safe money if you're you know, worried about market volatility, uh, maybe be putting in a little more aggressive funds. If you're not worried about market volatility, mm-hmm. you just want to be able to buy maybe individual stocks that you don't have the ability to do within your retirement plan. So fifty nine and a half is another pivotal year to take distribute that you are able to take distributions, whether it's a straight up distribution, hitting your bank account without the 10 percent penalty or taking the in-service distribution from your retirement accounts and putting together your own investment strategy.
1: Yeah, and listen, we're going to I'm going to have to jump real quick and run to a commercial break, but but I want to come back and let's just finish up, you know, some of these age age ranges that matter in light of all the conversations we're talking about with the markets and and some of the statements um, that we that we played on the show. Hey, real quick before we run a commercial break, let me mention something. Um here at Asset Management Group, we offer to all of our listeners um We offer a retirement readiness review, and that retirement readiness review is basically a complimentary, holistic outlook of your retirement. When I say holistic, here's what I mean. I mean that we're covering items that are important to your success financially, such as risk, distribution, taxation, okay, inflation impact, in the Retirement Readiness Review, we will be able to measure all of those items to basically answer the question, Andrew, Mo, Team AMG, am I on the right path to, to head for a successful retirement? The Retirement Readiness Review can answer that question. If that's something you're looking for, if that is something you need, then you absolutely take the time to reach out to us at 678 792 5855. That's 678-792-5855. We are here ready for you. Got our phones ready and willing to take the time to put that together. Complimentary gift from our team to you. Hey, coming up next, we're going to continue the conversation uh, from from the wrap up of some of these important age points, as well as some retirement guidance and advice. Stay tuned. Back to your retirement untangled. Andrew Knight and Moise Param here at Asset Management Group, talking a, a pretty important topic about, you know, really two very very contradictory and diverse views on the outlook of our economy right now, and um, this is I mean it's a pretty interesting conversation because I feel like it's the world that that our team uh, Mo and I and our industry lives in, which is. You know, very successful uh, people, analysts, chief investment officers, portfolio managers. That all they do is study the markets. Yet they're coming up with very, very different outlooks, and really just trying to talk through why that impacts you guys, and how do you even uh, decipher this information? How do you filter it for yourself and your story and your plan? And we're, we're using some key age points to help help you guys break this out. The last one we talked about was 59 and a half. This is significant because like Mo was talking about, 59 and a half is when you guys can then take your money. Matter of fact, you should. It's silly not to. Why do you think the government created a rule 59 and a half? Okay. I'm going to be so bold to say that if you're sitting there right now and you're over 59 and a half and your money, you still have retirement assets in your 401k at your employer, you're making a mistake. You're making a mistake. Why does the government create a rule such as the 59 and a half rule? It's because they know that there's not enough investment options available in a traditional 401k plan to really put together an efficient retirement investment strategy. That's a bold statement. Yeah. I think it's true.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I... You know, I looked at, actually, literally, um, the other day, uh, a client sent me her uh, her 401k options. And I think there were 15 different options. 10 of them were target date funds. Wow. One, another one, was her company stock. So 11 out of the 15 were either target date funds or her company stock. So she had four other options outside of, you know, those I just mentioned for her to build a a customized retirement plan that's silly that's silly. listen
1: if if you're sitting there right now and you're and you're like oh i got that's me i got my money my 401k and i and you know i've been with the company Andrew for 10 15 20 years it's 25 years it's been it's been a comfortable place to be i've left money in my old 401ks it seems like it's done well you know you're really flying you know with with with, with the shades closed on the airline plane right you're flying clueless and blindless. Your investment strategy doesn't have any clear direction. And if you have settled for pressing the easy button of a target date fund, I hope to goodness you've done your homework and have taken time to analyze the risk-adjusted return from your target date fund, because what you may find is that, at, that what you thought was going to be a, a, a solution for a retirement strategy has left you with very, very unfair expectations. That is why it's so important. If you're at 59 and a half, you should be picking up the phone and calling right now, 1 800 419 6164. 1 800 419 6164. I'll be even so free to say, if you don't call us, call somebody. Call somebody. Right? Call somebody and, and have, a, have a consultation, have, have, have the analysis completed so that you can be educated. That's step number one is not that you're sold something. Okay. A product is not a solution. What you need to be is educated quality education without a sales tactic so that you can understand the importance behind what we're talking about with this whole 59 and a half rule. You need to take time, but there's some other things here that we should be considering. What about like uh 62, you know, to 70, why is this so significant, you know, for one's retirement, especially in a world like today?
0: Well, that's the window where you are able to take uh social security. So 62 is when that window opens, 70 is kind of when that window, I won't say closes, but it's, it, you have to start taking it at age seventy, so that's that. That's the the, the impact of when you decide to take Social Security. Uh, there's a lot of impact. Where you, if you take it early, right? If you take it at age sixty-two, you're probably going to see about a twenty-five to thirty percent reduction in benefits. Should you wait to your full retirement age, which is somewhere for most people sixty-six through sixty-seven, somewhere in that time frame. But if you defer your Social Security benefits past your full retirement age up until age 70, you get an 8% increase every year you defer your benefits past your full retirement age. So not only are you getting an 8% increases automatic any cost of living adjustments that the government, uh, that, uh, declares for social security for this year, 2023, 8.7%. So not only getting the 8%, but you get also the 8.7% deferral as well. Um, those are the decisions that happens um, that you have to navigate through when you start looking at ways to claim and when to claim your Social Security benefits. So that's why 62 to 70 is huge. Well, there's, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add something else on here. There's another reason why this age
1: range is huge. Really, I feel like most people, this isn't true for everybody, but most people um, get a lot of options during this time frame, such as, you know, when should I take my pension? When should oh, yeah. I take Social Security? Uh, when should I retire? Right. Okay. Um when should I begin distribution for my retirement accounts? Should I begin distribute, you know uh solving for a tax strategy there's a lot of things that happen during this time frame i you know give a story here we had a client we have a client who's been with us for for several years and i and I want to relate it to really just this moment in twenty twenty three uh you know this this client is someone who has done very well for themselves like many of our clients and and they've been able to put together a really nice uh, nest egg for retirement, but they also have done some other things. They've got real estate investment right. income um, coming from the real estate properties that they have. But they they have had a life change, and that life change has happened through the lens of a, a challenging year as well, which has created kind of a pivot in in their plan. Which is why you know these outlooks that we're talking about and all the differences of, of of people's perspective of the economy. It's why it. How does this actually relate to someone's story? So yeah, break yeah. that down a little bit. Yeah,
0: a couple. Of, uh, I think sixty four and sixty three. So very close in age. Uh, really good incomes, uh, and so their social security benefits are very close to each other, but his is higher. So anyway, they they our original plan was for them to uh, retire next year, twenty twenty four, but uh, at age sixty five, but. Through some medical issues, um, they're uh, well. She's retiring this year now, and so at the uh, during this meeting, they were they're were asking us how do we create the income? So options. So one option that was really kind of like what they what what he thought was let's just take some distributions from our investment assets, postpone Social Security for both of them at least until next year, defer her pension at least until next year. And just use their this use their assets um, to solve this income gap. Her thoughts were, well, at least take her Social Security, start turn on her pen. Well, at least turn on her Social Security. There were still ups and downs about whether to take her pension, because there was a, a, a one more year gets her about a seven percent increase in her Social Security. Sorry, uh, in her in her pension. So here were the levers. You know, they, they were asking, "Guts, which levers should we start to take to fill in this income gap?" And that was that was huge for them to to after the exercise, after going through different options for him to really see that. Wait a minute. There there could be some value turning on her Social Security today, deferring his and even turning on her pension coming out of 2022 to alleviate the pressure from their assets. Well,
1: and I think, you know, uh, it wasn't first off, it wasn't the original plan. It wasn't. It, it wasn't, wasn't the original plan, which I would tell you, you know. I would tell you guys from, from a team that, that does this every day, right? We're we're literally living in the lives of your financial well being, our clients, financial lives every single day. And what I would say is that very seldom does someone actually fully live out the plan that they originally think is going to happen. Okay. Why? Because life happens. Yeah. Life happens. Things change for the good and then also for the bad. And so, you know, here we are, she's, Got a taste of retirement, not really the way she wanted to. It was through a surgical procedure which put her out of work for a season, but it gave her enough of a, a taste to say, "Hey, I could get used to this. Maybe I don't want to go back." Right? Yeah. And 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 as a result, although it wasn't the original plan, we've got to make the adjustments that are necessary for them to be successful. They can still be able. They still have the solution or the uh, the ability to retire, but now we're reconsidering what lever to pull in light of these you know, this outlook of 2023. And of course, you know, we're, we're obviously taking some consideration into, you know, old Kevin Cohe's statement on Squawk in the Box, kind of that fearful outlook yeah. that things are not cleaned up yet, that, that the worst is still yet to come. And so being mindful of that type of outlook through the lens of now allowing this individual to retire and
0: being able to create their income. Huge, huge, huge. huge. And, and, and one Uh, Other factors that happens is because neither of them are 65 years old yet. The question they had was, okay, what do we do about health insurance? Because at 65, another milestone is you're eligible for Medicare, Mm -hmm. but they're not, they're not 65 yet. So there's a a question. Do we go and get insurance in a private market or do we take COBRA? Now they came back at first, they thought the COBRA was a thousand dollars a month for the both of them. But after calling HR, they found out that Cobra is actually thirty two hundred dollars a month. So the question is, what do you do for health insurance? Yeah. Right. So that's why in early retirement, you know, before sixty five, you have to think about the health insurance costs. But even if you're, but the milestone of sixty five is significant because now you have a way to uh, to to satisfy or fill your health insurance needs through Medicare. Yeah, it's it's why you need a
1: it's why you guys need a plan that's living and breathing. I want to throw something out here. This is a a funny statement. I think it matches it from Will Rogers. Even if you're on the right track, you will get run over if you just sit there. Okay? So, you know, a little bold and and the message was hopefully very clear when it comes to like the 59 and a half rule and the message about making sure that you have a good investment strategy that can navigate, especially right now, the unpredictability of year 2023. Um, Listen, if you're just sitting there because what you've done has worked in the past, you can still get run over and you need to make sure you have a good plan. Prepare for what we're ahead. I'm going to, I'm going to throw out a few things here as we wrap up this segment. Uh, just, you know, advice uh, that we're offering, you know, probably something you've heard before, but sometimes we just don't listen to it. But sometimes we ignore it. I, we all do the same thing. We're human, but these are things you need to be mindful of. Number one, if you're, if you're young, save early, build the discipline, save 10 or 15% of your income. If you can get to 15%, get to 15%. If you have to start at 1%, start at 1%, but start. start. And then put in the discipline measures to increase that over time. You've got to start saving early. Remember, the the greatest value of compound interest is time. It needs time to work for your benefit. Set retirement goals. We talked uh, uh, several weeks ago at the first of the year about New Year's resolutions. Mm. So many people... You know, give New Year's resolutions and people that go for these types of ideas a a bad, a bad rap, you know. But the reality is, is a a good goal is a good goal. It keeps you always looking, hoping, and working towards something different, hopefully something better. It's necessary. Live below your means. That's huge. That's important in year 2023. Yeah. Know your get skinny budget. Slim some things up. Okay. Make sure you're not outliving your inflows. Okay, make sure you don't violate your income. Take time to make sure that you're living
0: below your means. I Put a even, budget together. I would say even test drive that maybe a year or two prior to your retirement date. Huge. So if you set a goal to retire, let call it 65, and you say your income needs, you know, well, I'm working. So, you know, right now we need $6,000 a month to survive. But when I retire, we only need four. Okay. Do it now. Try testing it out.
1: Yeah. Live off your, your uh, $72,000 a year now.
0: Yeah, and yeah, if that happens.
1: Absolutely agree. Take advantage of your employer's 401k match. That's a no-brainer. Get no-brainer. the free money and then stay in good health. Stay active. Another no-brainer. Yeah, get out there. Stay active. Stay physically active, emotionally healthy. All those things are spiritually healthy. Very important. Consult a financial advisor. Listen, we do it for a living for a reason. I understand there might be some of you that that self and You might be thinking to yourself, I don't know. I don't want to pay a fee. Look at me you can't look at me, so listen to me. (laughs) The truth is, is one way to quantify the value of our service is to simply say, can we produce a greater return than what you can on your own to at least cover the cost of the fee as a fiduciary firm? Can we lose less than what you're going to lose on your own in a year like 2022 as a fiduciary firm? These are the questions in your seat that you should be asking. Okay? Can we create tax guidance that's going to, And the answer is yeah. You give us a shot, I I guarantee we can prove it. We can quantify it.
0: 800-419-6164.
1: 800-419-6164. All you got to do is pick up the phone, call that number, and you get access to the Retirement Readiness Review. We're going to come right back, talk about some questions, at least get to one. We're running a little bit late on the show, but at least get to one question from one of you guys that you submitted last week. Uh, So hang tight. To your retirement untangled, Andrew Knight and Moise Perom. Guys, we're here in our last segment of this week's show. Thank you so much for staying with us. We're gonna jump right in. We got about five minutes left, and we wanna we wanna open up and answer some questions from from you guys, some of our listeners of our radio show. Uh, don't forget, if you ever need anything, we're here. You can always pick up the phone and call, even if it's just a general question. Of course, we always want you to feel comfortable being able to take advantage of the Retirement Readiness Review, which is a true holistic analysis on your financial well-being, giving you clarity in the direction you're headed. If you ever want access to it, just pick up the phone and call 1-800-419-6164, 1-800-419-6164. Our team is ready to serve you. With that said, uh, let's get to some of these questions, Mo. So wh- what do we got up first? I
0: got Charlie from uh, Vestivia Hills. Um he says, with the recent downturn in the stock market, I'm trying to look for ways to protect my portfolio. I know of the adage diversify, 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 but what does that actually mean? How do I go about diversifying to protect my investments in volatile markets? Interesting. Yeah.
1: So diversification is kind of the just a just a natural, fundamental, uh, old school way of, of spreading risk throughout. Uh, one's investment strategy, and that that includes a lot of different things when we're talking about diversification. It's diversifying between different investment types, yeah. stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, REITs, futures, options, etc. It's diversifying different sectors of the market, diversifying different industries. Uh, obviously, in certain different situ- strategies, yeah, different strategies, um, different management styles, yeah. right? Uh, so there's a lot of ways to diversify okay um but i do think it's worth noting that there's there's economic trials that we go through that really we just we all hold our hands together and we got to face it equally okay and then there's some that are seem to be more prominent in just certain areas as an example you look at last year mo 2022 2022 was one of those that really if you were an investor and it didn't matter really if you were investing in anything in the market. For the most part. Outside of probably energy. Yeah, outside energy. Okay. And unless you, once again, if you were diversified, you wouldn't have had all your money and energy. Right. The truth is, is you you felt the burden of a challenging market. At different variations, of course. But right. you felt the burden of a challenging market. Okay. And, but then you get into some seasons where like right now, we're just, we're feeling a lot of pressure in large cap growth tech sector right mhm so so what do you want to add to that on on diversifying
0: yeah I, I think i think that's right i mean there's a lot that goes into diversification i think the the misconception is some people think with, with diversification is just it's just the balance between how much equity i have to how much fixed income i have right so if i you know that that common 60 40 portfolio where you have 60% equities 40% and some type of fixed income i'm diversified or they just say you know what i don't like uh, I like this sometimes, but I, I don't like I don't like investing in the stock market. So I'll buy mutual funds because I diversify. Well, what do you what do you think you're investing in? But they look at the mutual funds as a, a way of diversifying because a mutual fund can have like a hundred different positions inside the the internal holdings of the mutual fund. So they're looking at that as diversification. But diversification means a lot of things. I think one way, you know, as Charlie's talking about is how to protect your assets in diversify in the in a volatile markets. Well, here's another form of diversification that you should ask yourself, how much money do I have that's safe? And how much money do I have that's at risk? Mm-hmm. Right? That layer of diversification. Let's not even get into the details about you know how much do I have in different sectors. Just, just, just essentially, how much of my assets as I'm going to retirement, as I'm in a season, we have to take distributions out. How much of my income do I know for a fact is not impacted by the downturn of the market, has some levels of guarantees, it has some predictable returns in it, so that's safe. And how much money do I have at, the, at risk in the markets? Mm-hmm. That level of diversification, you need to answer. And if you don't know the answer to that question, how much you need, how much you have, 800-419-6164. And when you call that number, you'll be able to get the retirement readiness review. And in that review, we'll be able to answer that question, right? It all boils down to diversifying, diversifying, diversifying and how well diversified are you? If you don't if you're not sure, 800-419-6164. So as always, uh pleasure always speaking with you every Sunday. We're every Sunday we we have the pleasure of speaking with you. So Andrew, next week we'll be back. Have a blessed weekend, everyone. we will talk to you soon.